0: You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, and was here before you die.
1: From Brownsville, <laughs> Brownsville. 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 Browns-, browns Browns
2: Brownsville Brownsville Brown Browns Brownsville, Brownsville. <laughs>
0: this episode we'll be talking about Malcolm McLaren Duck Rock. In the room I have Rob. Oh hey buddy. Ben. Sup. Solange. Hello. And on the line I have Kyle. Sex Pistol Man. (laughs) (laughs) Duck Rock is an album released by British (laughs) It doesn't even call him an artist.
1: He's he's an
2: impresario. British man.
0: (laughs) Duck Rock is an album released by British impresario Malcolm McLaren. It was originally issued 1983 by Charisma Records, Virgin Records, and uh, Chrysalis Records later on. The producer was Trevor Horn and Malcolm McLaren. The genre is world music, hip-hop, and novelty. And I'm going to read from the book John Lewis. Malcolm McLaren's spell as Sex Pistols manager had made him an A-list celebrity in Britain by the early 1980s, and it whetted his appetite for being a pop star himself. Accordingly, he blagged himself a record contract with Charisma with a vague idea of investigating, quote, folk dances of the world, recruiting ultra-fashionable new pop producer Trevor Horn McLaren embarked on a costly and farcical journey around American Africa. It "It became apparent that he really didn't have a clue what he was doing, says Horn, (laughs) uh, which meant that I had a lot of creative input. The project started in New York, where McLaren was fascinated by the emergence of hip-hop phenomenon. From there, McLaren went on to record... Uh, salsa bands, jug bands in East Tennessee, and township jive troops from South Africa. In the Bronx, McLaren found two pirate radio DJs, the Supreme Team, who were given acetates of these global recordings to scratch. These were uh, cobbled into a coherent musical voyage by Horn and narrated by McLaren, who was musically illiterate, That he needed the rhythms physically slapped into him by Horn in the vocal booth. Buffalo (laughs)
1: Gals.
0: (laughs) Buffalo Gals, while only a minor hit in the United States, was the first big hip hop hit in Europe, introducing scratching, breakdancing, and hip hop graffiti to the masses, and in celebrating the paganistic elements of folk culture. Uh, Duck Rock certainly fascinated the birth of world music as we know it. All right, what do we think of Malcolm McLaren, Duck Rock?
2: I really like this album a lot. I
1: really enjoyed listening to this record. I abs- My biggest thing, I think it should be called Malcolm McLaren Presents Duck
0: Rock. Boom. Oh, you okay. hit it right there. Or yeah. Trevor Horn, it should be Malcolm McLaren and Trevor Horn featuring the Supreme Team. Yes. Like, there's no reason this is a Malcolm McLaren, other than, like, I had a good idea, but let's be honest. This is Trevor Horn.
1: Malcolm McLaren is definitely, he. Well, he he's a tastemaker. You know, he's definitely, historically, he's always kind of had a pulse on what's going to be the next thing that the kids are into. That's his skill. And, and being able to facilitate something like this, because this was the first record that, that kind of brought that trinity of street, of American street culture to the rest of the world. And so as much as, as I would wish it was like an actual, like a, a American group working in that idiom to have brought it to the world. It's a good thing that's brought to the world. Malcolm McLaren is a good vehicle to bring it. But I feel weird calling this a Malcolm McLaren album.
0: I do too.
3: Yeah, it's weird. Um, I actually crossed out his name on my my notes and just wrote Trevor Horn uh, mm. uh, above it. Like he. Huh? But
1: there's like South African groups too.
3: Oh fucking! Oh god, we're I mean we're, we're let's just like, jump, like, like right, right let, now. Let, we're let's jump, to jump to right Dutch. into let's let's fucking jump right into it. Are we even it.
1: listening to Malcolm McLaren or Trevor? Horn? No,
3: we, we aren't. And they didn't write this fucking song. It was written by the Boyo Boys. Um, with, uh, Malathani and the, um, uh, uh, the Mautella Queens. Um, and, uh, Boyo Boys successfully sued them over, uh, over them claiming that they wrote this song.
2: Well, good for them, because that's fucked
3: what he did It's uh, not fucked, it, it, it goes, it goes ever so slightly deeper than just being fucked. Malcolm McLaren actively defied the UN's boycott of South America by... South Africa? By, sorry, out, sorry, South Africa, by, uh... By even a recording with the boyo oh, yo voice. So is
1: this oh, the yeah, boyo oh, yo that we are hearing? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's not only uh, they don't only deserve writing credits, but it's actually them performing that we're listening yep. to. Yep. Oh. And, wow. and, and their it, names nowhere and their name on their name is
3: nowhere on it. It is only Trevor Horn and Malcolm McLaren right. credited for any of this shit. Yeah. And that's that's where the problem comes in, it, and it gets it gets even weirder. Like so, Malcolm McLaren breaks this boycott, and then doesn't like then just fucking does the whole cultural appropriation. I thought that Christgau's uh, take on this was fucking beautiful, where uh, he said that he'd wished uh, Mal- M- McLaren had thought to mention the specific Africans that contributed to the specific tracks. Culture may be collective, but in this culture, wealth ain't. Right. Oh, wow. And he fucking nailed it. Um, But fast forward a couple of years, uh, Paul Simon's like, he's listening to, like, these bands and, like, writing his stuff over top of it. And, like, well, shit, I just want to fucking, like, record Graceland. And uh, has to figure out a way to get into South Africa and do it without breaking these fucking boycotts against apartheid.
1: And Paul Simon credits, like, Lady Smith, Black Mombazo.
3: And Paul Smith, or, sorry, Paul, Paul Smith. That's weird. Uh, Paul Simon uh, also have has, the, has both the Boyo Boys and uh, the, uh, like, uh, Motella Queens on that record, paid them three times the amount that he would be paying, like, American musicians for recording, and gave them all fucking writing credits. So, McLaren... Kind of ushered in. No, no, the, no, yeah, he, like sucks. he He pushed, he he pushed the idea of like uh, getting you know South Af- South African like uh, musicians like doing stuff, but taking credit for it. But that also allowed Paul Simon to come in and be like kind of cooler. And uh, that in Lethal Weapon Two is why we don't have a Partho, guys. Yay! We
2: did it. We did it. We did it. R.I.P. Richard Donner. (laughs) I also like how Christgau says, McLaren knows how to record African music for Western ears, and the ebullient tunes he's collected here more than make up for his annoyance quotient.
1: Well, Malcolm McLaren absolutely has an annoyance quotient.
2: Oh, yeah, he's irritating. He ran for mayor, like, in 2000, and he was all like, yeah, libraries should be able to have, mayor of London, sorry, mayor of London, and he said that libraries should be able to serve alcohol. Hmm.
3: He's but not
0: wrong. Let's um, bring it back, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. it back to Duck Rock.
3: Sorry, bring it back to Duck Rock. The songs
1: are fucking rad, man. Trevor I mean, yeah, Horn's this production album. is I've fucking been to this cool as shit. So much this the week.
2: S- the scratching on Buffalo Gals is fucking sick. The synth mm-hmm. pop things on Legba Merengue. like we're listening. Actually, we're listening to Merengue right now, and it's just like. It's, like, frenetic. It's kind of got that, like, proto-Avalanches thing going on, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's... Like, this is a sick album to listen to, you know? It just sucks that is such a piece of garbage.
3: It sucks that no one got credit for it. It sucks that
1: no one got credit for it. I admire him for doing the thing where he's going out looking for the... Looking for what's new, looking for the new sound. Because he's been doing that his whole career. I'm glad he had someone like Trevor Horn by his side that can... I can imagine working with a guy like Malcolm McLaren that's all vision but no direction, you know? And just be, I'm glad Trevor Horn was there to actually be able to realize the the things that Malcolm McLaren's envisioning.
3: You just blew my mind. You just described Elon Musk.
1: Oh. Oh. I love listening to this record. I, I want credit where credit's due. And I don't want, I don't know why Malcolm McLaren's name is on, like, say, Merengue.
0: Right, I don't understand why his name is on the the like, cover. I mean, it's he's
1: pre- he's presenting this. He's he, he's curating. You're it.
0: curating. You know? Yeah, it's the difference between where are you as an artist. Like mm-hmm. people will have discussions on Chihuly as an as a glass blower. Right? right, he doesn't blow all the glass, but he has he has drawings that he will draw. He's still an artist in that context of being like, here's the thing. You produce it. Also Andy Warhol, but you would. Someone like who who presents the Brazilian music, uh, like David Byrne, David Byrne would not be like, This is my music, the, the, yeah, right? That, he, that, he, that
1: Brazilian album, the compilation, not cr- it's not credited, no, to David it doesn't, Byrne. doesn't
0: say David Byrne, and he could easily be like, Oh, yeah, let's do this and remix it. I mean, they did it with a sort of uh, Ghosts of, yeah, uh, uh, Brian Eno and yeah, David Byrne did it with a. And- Bush bush of Ghosts.
1: ghosts. Life in my life in the Bush of Ghosts. Yes.
0: Yeah. But at the
3: same time, I still hope that record was based off of the story of uh, uh, David Byrne getting dragged into the bush (laughs) by the gang, going, "Oh no! Oh no!" (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. Sorry, sorry, Birch. I'm sorry.
0: But he he like chopped these things up, and they made these you know oral sounds out of out of something else. It sort of ...goes back to the Holker Zuke movies, right? Yeah. He's pulling things... He couldn't credit those people... ...because obviously he didn't know where it was coming from. It's just on shortwave uh, short radio. radio. Yeah. Whereas this is very obviously... It would be
1: easy to credit these people.
0: Credit these people and also say... ...this is from this, this is from this. Great, yeah. I love the experience. Duck Rock is awesome. I mean, I'm having a great time listening to it... ...but at the same time, I do feel like I am listening to a curated compilation... And I wouldn't take anything away from, like, Malcolm McLaren if he just presented it in a way that Mm -hmm. I said, great, curated composition of these different elements. Trevor Horn, though, really needs to have his name more prominent on this album. In general. In general, yeah. But but... even
2: doing what you're talking about where he's like, this is from this, this is from this, then it could turn into something, like, they called it a novelty album, and I'm like, a novelty album. But then it could turn it into a concept album, you know? Like, that could be, it could be Malcolm McLaren's showcase of... Duck rock or whatever, you know, it's
1: already kind of a concept because it's the form of a late night pirate radio station Which is is really it's a a really cool vehicle for for This album.
3: Yeah, I do kind of like Donald Fagan's last one
1: kind of like Donald Fagan's last one
2: I do have a sick burn for myself uh, and also for Malcolm McLaren I wrote down that and I'm not this is not a dig at any of the artists because the artists are super talented This is awesome, but it's like some of this music sounds like you know, if you're like a white guy who wants to seem like folksy and cool, like you'd put this on and be like, yeah, like I specifically wrote down, I don't know how many people here watch PBS cooking shows but I wrote down Chris Kimball came to mind as someone who would like use some of this music and be like, yeah, I'm like hip and worldly, yeah, you know, I listen to like, uh, looks at hand, but yeah, the Yibba Boys
3: Only you can cell phone on a thing that no one else will ever know what the fuck you're talking about, uh <laughs>
2: Nobody watches PBS cooking shows? I
3: only watch the uh, the Cooks Illustrated show on YouTube. Oh. All of
0: Hispaniola, tu café. All over Hispaniola, listen what they say. Feel it so infectious, in Santo Domingo.
3: Um,
0: I mean, pretty much what you guys said, you know, when I started this record, I, I really wanted to hate it. You know, I hate Malcolm McLaurin. I just, I can't sting in the dude. But I, I really liked this record, and I thought the thing that I would hate the most about it would be that last track duck for the oyster
2: that song fucks (laughs) it's so good
1: (laughs) for the record that's that's novelty solange
2: it is novelty i wrote gimmicky so yeah it is novelty
1: it's trash
3: you think (laughs) it's trash yeah
0: i do think it's trash
3: that last track is trash i liked
0: it yeah it's kind of it's, I, it's just
3: it's just square dancing. Kyle, did you uh, get D.D. Uh, D. King vibes from Punk It Up?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, like a little
0: bit. And then I, I looked at the lyrics and he says, a sex pistol. That's what I am. Sex pistol, man. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like being one, cheeky. I hate that guy. I,
3: the only thing I thought was half American. <laughs> yeah. Half German. Half American. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Did you guys watch the music videos for this for this record? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did. No. They, it, they're definitely worth watching, especially f- so like for for Buffalo Gals. If this really is the introduction to b-boy culture mm-hmm. to the world, that I, I could see where this video gets it to, to catch on. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's fast edits. It looks like they. It looks like what they did was took a lot of b-boys, whether they're breakdancers or graffiti artists or whatever. I don't know if they did this, but it looks like they took some from New York City, took them to London, put them in the street and like, do your thing! And it's like, just like people on the street like, what is this? And just like kids just like breakdancing and spray painting and stuff. Be like, well, this is new and cool. Uh, Malcolm McLaren shows up to, to deliver his Buffalo Girls Round the Outside lines. He is wearing a hat. That previous to that video, I had only ever seen on Pharrell Williams. Mm-hmm. That that hat <laughs> is designed by Vivian Westwood of of Malcolm McLaren's like like Sex store. Yeah, it is part of her Buffalo Girls line. She would. I don't. I don't follow fashion. I know the name Vivian Westwood. I know she was involved with Sex. I know mm-hmm. she's done stuff since then. She
2: was married to him.
1: They were together for for a while. Yeah. Uh, they were. Romantic partners and also business partners, uh, but yeah, the the she designed a look, a line of a, a fashion line to go with the Buffalo Girls aesthetic, and that's of course, like, of course she did, of course she did, and everyone in the video, not not the not the b boys, but like the other people in the video are like they look like like very haute American West, and they're wearing. The Pharrell hat! Everyone's wearing that Pharrell hat! That's what it's from! Holy shit, that's fucking... Yeah, that's and, crazy.
0: And that's, yeah. that's from a traditional, I think, uh, attire from Bol- Bolivia Bolivia it's yeah, uh, the, the, the
1: Bolivian the, women in their bowler hats yeah is what where Vivian Westwood got the inspiration right. the, the yeah. that
0: in the skirts um mm-hmm. it's a patterned skirt and everything yeah I mean she's an artist yeah. let's not mistake yeah. Vivian Westwood is
1: I did a deep dive awesome. on those hats as well uh they were the, the the bowler hats you know they were made in England they were shipped to Bolivia because there was British troops and I don't know if it was colonials in Bolivia, but they shipped a bunch of hats. They were too small to fit the English men and they couldn't convince the Bolivian men to wear them. So they started marketing them to the Bolivian women cause they were smaller and they would sit right on top of their heads. Kind of like 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 a like li- like, a little, like yeah, like a little fancy hat. They also yeah. uh, and it became part of uh, the 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 woman's the, the women's culture in Bolivia, like the, the brightly colored dresses and these little bowler hats. They
2: also <laughs> wear them in Peru because my friend brought me one back from Peru. It has a uh, rabbit hair on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool hat. I'll bring it around sometime. Uh, Buffalo Gals is like that song's kind of everywhere. I made a joke earlier about Eminem because the sure. two trailer park girls sure, around yeah. on the outside is that, Which but is? also that song shows up in a. Uh, um, Buffalo um oh my god. Buffalo Stance by Nana Cherry, which I do think you guys get Nana What? Really? You I guys know. Yeah. You know, Who's looking good today? Who's looking good in every way? You don't don't get fresh with me. What? Oh my god, you guys are gonna get it later. You're gonna get raw like sushi. That song is so awesome. It fucks. It's so good. But like that's a song that's uh, inspired by Buffalo gals, but it comes like six or seven years later. Awesome. Yeah.
3: Would Buffalo gals be considered electro? I mean it's sampling. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's I mean hard. Th- this is all Fairlight. That this is Trevor Horn yeah. and his Yeah. his 8-bit sampler. Just I mean, going what, fucking bananas. And well, what's your
2: definition of like electro if you think about? It? I would I would I, I hesitate to call it hip hop because I don't, you know. Well, I don't, uh, know the, enough about the concept. The composition. only thing that we've
3: had thus far has been uh off of uh, the Furious Five Grand record, Master Flash Furious Five. Yeah, uh, Scorpio was yeah. Uh, was an electro track, hmm. um, but it it it, it I, I got electro vibes off of it, uh, regardless. Um, I do have a yeah. little
2: fun fact. I
3: would love at least one fun fact. Uh,
2: are you guys familiar with the Art of Noise? Yes. Who's afraid of the Art of Noise? So. The that this side recordings from this actually became their first album, not "Who's Afraid of the Art of Noise." Uh, it was their EP that came before that. Yeah, I, I read that. Like, Tra- I Trevor Horn
1: and some of the other engineers that were brought in became the Art of Noise. Yep.
2: I literally yep. wrote in parentheses, "Wow, no way." Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh,
3: a, another fun fact on top of that: uh, Trevor Horn's work on the Yes record, nine zero one two five all of the Fairlight samples on that were used on that first Art of Noise oh, cool. <laughs> record. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that uh, that record. Yeah,
3: that, that was the record that Trevor Horn produced, and then he also became Yes.
1: <laughs> Do you guys realize how fortunate the world is that... Trevor uh, Horn exists? Well, for one. And also that Malcolm McLaren could have very easily taken, like, a Debbie Harry-style rap verse on this album, and he never did. He... You know, oh, he never you're, you're did. He, he could have. And it, the, mm. the, the it would have been terrible. The
3: only thing he did was do Duck for the Oyster. Duck, duck, duck. <laughs> that was his. Uh, do,
0: does everybody think that he. Oh my God, this song. His vo- vo- vocals on what song is this? Drive My Baby. Jive My Baby. Ugh. I, I wrote down, this that, sounds that, like that, the My Blue Heaven
2: soundtrack. Oh, God, it does! It. <laughs> I wrote that Jive My Baby is like such an uncomfortable title for me. I looked at it and I was like, Ugh, I don't like the name of that song. Ugh.
0: Does anyone think that he intentionally put himself in here, you know, like just lyrically be- so that he could have more sort of like his name on the album? Oh, the, th- oh, th- this, this is baby. 100% ego drip. Yes. I think that he I'm not just saying can, that, but.
1: Can, he consider- I think that he considers himself a creator and a performer even though trevor horn needs to tap out the rhythm on his shoulder i think that that's crazy i think that malcolm mclaren you know he's he was in at this point for like at least a decade and a half he's been involved behind the scenes as a tastemaker and i think he wants to step out onto the stage in his with his limited capacity and that is just uh Occasionally, honestly, just non-offensively describing things during really cool songs.
0: Right.
1: Man,
3: I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Um, I didn't know a lot about McLaren, like, post-Sex Pistols, but the album that follows this one up, I kind of want to fucking, like, get into. Which one's that it,
2: one? It's um, pretty good,
0: yeah. Madam Butterfly? It, yeah,
3: it's Disco and Puccini, like, smashed together. Okay. Fan, um, fans. Fans. And, yeah, like, it <laughs> because he didn't have to pay any royalties... <laughs> it's a cool it, album.
2: It
0: contains adaptations of pieces, uh, famous operas such as Madame Butterfly and Carmen. I can, so
3: it sounds like it, it. sounds like it might be cool. Uh, I and yeah, I, yeah, I've been I've been deep diving on the fucking dumb Christo, uh yeah. reviews, but like yeah. he fucking he was like he, he kind of got it on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the 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 one thing that Christgau I, I also got. From the Christ guy reviews was a, a song for Chango. Uh, that song is older than Christ.
1: Yeah. So how is it credited to Malcolm McLaren
3: and Trevor?
1: And Trevor, it, it shouldn't be.
3: There's no way. Like it, it, it it's Santeria. Like, yeah. uh, like fucking like religion. The, the god of. Uh, fairness and uh, got two axes
0: and... Isn't that ironic? White and red and whatever. Yeah, like... it The God of Fairness. Someone taking credit for the song if, about the if, God if, of if Fairness. If credit was
1: given where credit was due on this album, I would have absolutely nothing bad to say about this record. Me like, too, I man. I enjoy listening to it so do, much.
0: Do you think... I was gonna say, do you think though Malcolm's vocals uh, detract from the album?
1: I don't think they do. Hmm. I don't think so either. I don't. I don't 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 mind his contribution.
3: I don't think they add, but that's only because what's going on behind it is so good. You know.
1: I think of all. I'm with you. They don't
3: add it. Not not in the least bit. It. it, It's someone else
1: needs to say. Two Buffalo Girls go around the outside. Yes.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you need that line. It really does seem like a rich kid going up into space.
1: Dutch for a minute. I like Double Dutch a lot. Uh, Rob already mentioned it was the uh, Boyoyo Boys came up with that melody. But uh, that that style, I had to look it up because I felt like it, it's like African high life. Mm-hmm. And and that is what it is. Uh, uh, you hear a lot of that on Graceland and and other things. The video for Double Dutch is cool because it, they just they just went to a high school gymnasium in New York City and filmed girls doing really cool, like they filmed like they went to like during like a double Dutch tournament and Mm -hmm. they just filmed all these cool teams. But then in the middle of the video, you know, because Malcolm McLaren needs to be there because it's his name on it. He shows up. He's the only 40 year old white guy in this high school gymnasium. And he's just like, so how many skits can you do? it's 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 just, it's weird. It's like, I like the song and the video's cool but why is Malcolm McLaren there is my feeling for a lot of this album. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I have the same, I have the same reaction. Every time he shows up, I'm just like, ah, uh. but then I realize his name is on, on the album. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was trying to think of if there's ever been an artist that it would have probably been better if the artists hadn't been involved in their own creation.
2: Oh. Again, it's just a total thing of like, look how cool I am. I'm like folksy and I'm white. (laughs) I think think that Malcolm McLaren
1: is a very interesting person. And I think that he definitely he had something that other people didn't have. For him to be able to be on the cutting edge of so many different musical trends and stuff. And, and, and just for him to always kind of just be in the center of the storm when something's happening for more than a decade, he had some, he had something mm-hmm. going on yeah, yeah. and I don't blame him for trying to turn that into his own career to try to promote himself with this skill that he has of having a pulse of what the kids are doing. Yeah. I just I just wish he had framed it differently, mm-hmm. and I wish he had credited it. Yeah.
3: And somehow it doesn't get in the way of the product.
1: It, it made a good product is the thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. and, and something, In spite of itself, the,
3: spite product of itself the product it was good. And something good I'll,
2: I'll, I'll say that I wrote down, and I'm not excusing Malcolm McLaren for being like, you know, this is my thing. The thing that it does for me is like, yeah, I could go listen to African music, but what if I don't know where to start? You know, then this album, if he had credited them properly, could be a gateway for that for me. Because I listen to this and then I'm like, who did this song? Who was on this song? And then I go look up those people and then I'm like, well, shoot, I want to listen to like what these people sound like, you know, so... In a way, for me, it's like this is a good gateway for something else that I think could really expose me to something that I wouldn't be able to really access on my own.
3: If you can track it it's down, if it you can
2: track it down, and you
3: and you, and you can only because the Boyo Yo Boys sued him. sued the shit out of them.
2: Yeah good for that that's them.
3: the only reason why we know that they were a part of it and okay. we still have no clue who else was and like
1: for as widely as this album was received worldwide and for as much as like a, a, a cultural high water watermark it's, it's just a shame that you can't find out who these it's people it's appropriation
2: are. it would be appropriative if he heard what they did and made his own version of it you know right but he didn't do that he literally took what these people made
3: specifically because like these were fucking South African bands mm-hmm. and they couldn't do anything. Yeah. They couldn't get their shit out. There was a fucking blockade. There was mm-hmm. a full-on embargo because of the the apartheid stuff. So yeah, he took from an oppressed people. He crossed lines, took and like sealed it back up. Yep. It's sad. It's, it, it's 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 incredibly he, unfortunate. He
0: raided. Yeah. Yeah. He, he raided.
3: He yeah. stole. Invaded. He
0: stole. Yeah. It did. Ooh. Let's get to that. Let's get to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do we think of this album though as I a whole? I love it.
2: Yeah, I love it. Love it. I love I this album. Positive. I love oh, yeah. listening to this album. I like, yeah. I, I, I like I'm a
0: lot of it, and it's
3: incredibly it. pro- problematic. But no, I'll continue to listen to it, and yeah. I, it's a positive. Yeah. Like i
1: probably, I'm gonna try to buy myself a copy. I really enjoy this. I think there's one at the Surface songs right now.
0: You, t- you too, Kyle. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like it. Yeah, on the positive. I also think the, um, the artwork's pretty cool with Keith Haring. Yeah, that uh, album grif- Graffiti awesome. on the back, and yeah. then this like boombox, and has all these elements. Yeah.
1: Uh, the boombox has a horn growing off it. Is it that does. is that Trevor Horn's credit? I hope so. Oh. Is that like how we know he was I,
0: involved? I thought about that and I I'm like I or it's, it's a buffalo. The, uh, it's yeah. a buffalo because there is like a feather in yeah, the top yeah. and yeah. Oh, Malcolm. But no. it's a it's a cool one.
2: No, it's a cool cover. No, I like it. That's
0: awesome. All right, next time we'll be talking about Def Leppard, Pyromania.
2: Oh shit. Yeah.
1: I think so. I love